four long years ago. Two men gathered at a bar to have a drink. One says to the other, let's start a podcast. And today, the Football Fig Nuts podcast kicks off its fifth season. Woo! Got it. I hope he finds good music to accompany that because that was that was about as epic as it gets. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And this is Season 5, Episode 1 of Season 5 of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Welcome to the 2021 Fantasy Football Season. Holy crap, I don't even know how many episodes we've done overall. i got to look it up really quick while we're chatting. Uh, this would be, as a, I'm doing math in my head, the number 195 overall, I think. I could be wrong on that. Screw it. It's season five, episode one, and that's what we're looking at today. <laughs> yeah. Craig, no, it is. how it's are you tonight? I'm good. I am good. We made it five years. I'm impressed. Well, we've made it four years. Four. We're technically four. five. Right. We'll see, we'll see <laughs> if we survive year five. And as is our tradition, we're going to be kicking off the QB rankings. Our 2021 ranking extravaganza kicks off tonight. Four straight episodes of fantasy football rankings, and then at least two, hopefully three, if we can get the schedule to work, fantasy football round roundtables with our contributors. But let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight, I opened it already because I wanted to put it okay. in a glass. Um, I have a can of Haze Ho by Graysale oh. Brewing of Rhode Island. Did you buy that the other night when we were in Milford? No. When I bought you one can, I bought myself one, and I've been saving it for this. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I drank I drank the Haze Ho like three episodes ago. That was really good. <laughs> I almost it's bought it. Good. I almost bought it again. Did you? Last was it last? What, what day did we? What day did we have drinks? And was it last Friday? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So like four days ago. Craig and I and our wives decided to go out and have a drink and something to eat. Uh, and I said to him, you know, there's another really good liquor store in my town. There's two or three of them that are really, really solid. And I said, it's literally a block down the road. And our wives kind of rolled their eyes and were like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> and we did go and they had Hayes Ho. And I immediately pointed it out to Craig. And I was like, he's going to grab one of those before he goes. So I, I, I didn't. Obviously, he didn't. But have you tried it? Let's get the taste test in. All right, I'm going to try it. Hold on. Here we go. Let's see here. I can't hmm. see him. We're still remote, although we we're are. hoping to change that very soon. Ooh, it's a very citrusy nose. It is. Very curious. So I, I, this is, I can compare this to like three or four beers, and I really like this. Wow, this is, this is very juicy. Yeah. And the mouth feels very light. Like it's not thick at all, but very. It was like. Very juicy. How would you? Is, is it, can you hmm. compare it to anything you've had? Because there's two beers that popped into my head right uh, away when see, I this tasted is gonna it. Be, this is going to be one of those things again where I know I've had this kind of thing. That's it. Uh, it to me, it was like a lighter, too juicy. Yes, exactly. And, a, yep. and an even smoother ice cream man. Ooh, I can see that. That's I can where see I got that. an ice cream man is extremely smooth. So, but I I get the too juicy. It's definitely lighter than that. Yes. Like, yep. It's the word good. I would use is softer. Ooh. It's a softer. It's a softer mouthfeel. Like it's not as, you know, too juicy. Like knocks on your door and goes, "Open up!" It's hops. These guys just kind of like, "Hey, hops <laughs> outside. Anybody home?" Kind of yep. like it's much more more subtle. Brewed with right 
Pilsner malt loaded with oats and double dry hops for a hazy, juicy finish. Yeah, really solid stuff. Very good. Very good. I am not drinking beer tonight because my diet. Um, and I'm planning a outing on this weekend to um, New Salem in Newtown. And so mm-hmm. I am hard crushing the diet this week so that this weekend I can be bad and try <laughs> many beers. And they make their own pizza there. Do New Salem makes pizza and giant pretzels. And then you can't go wrong. That, well, I can if I'm on a diet that restricts my carb intake. That's <laughs> well, why I got to be good today. Make that day, yeah, just make that day your cheat day. Oh, it absolutely is. And it's funny because I was at Freiburg tonight. Oh. And um, for people who have no idea what Freiburg is, really quick, two seconds. A friend of mine that I curl with started a restaurant that is based around uh, Belgian frites or Belgian french fries. Fantastically, he does amazing things. But everything in his restaurant has carbs in it. So we yeah. went there tonight and I said to him, like, John, I got bad news. I'm on keto. <laughs> and he just smiled. And I said, what can you do for me? And he went, salad? I'm like, great. What are we putting on it? He goes, hmm, what if I cooked up a cheesesteak? And I'm like, you're going to put a cheesesteak on top of a salad? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that is just <laughs> crazy enough to work. And that is what I had. I had the cheesecake, cheesesteak uh, salad today. Man, was it good. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Which was funny, too, because as we're sitting there waiting for our food, who walks through the door? Our contributor, Sean. What? Yep. He stopped to get French fries for his family on the way home. His wife called him earlier today. and was like, I want I want stuff from Freiburg. Stop at the store. He was like, okay. Yeah. So he was there yelling at me about how our Scott Fishbowl has been going. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on because we got so much to talk about tonight. Burning hot takes. <laughs> Receive. Okay. First one. The NFL reported yesterday that... Eight NFL teams have reached the 85% vaccination threshold that they asked teams to get to, so to have not to have no restrictions. Okay. By hitting these 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 uh, thresholds, these teams don't have any of the COVID restrictions that the league wants to do placed upon them. Also, in this article, they don't tell us what eight teams met the guideline. That's perfect. My question for you <laughs> is. How the hell are we supposed to know as consumers of football if our team is under restrictions or not if you don't tell us which eight teams aren't under restrictions? Uh, That is a good question. And I guess the teams will announce it individually, maybe? Is this one of those medical things where they're not allowed to tell you stuff? No, because it's the same idea of like an injury. It's the same idea behind injuries. It's 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 a professional. It's built into your contract that your your medical status is 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 news, and so it's not like personal medical uh, privacy applies here. My issue is this: so what if I what if I'm a reporter and I go to the Kansas City camp and I know they haven't met the threshold, but I see a violation. Hmm. If I don't know Kansas City hasn't met the threshold, I can't say anything. Right. So by not reporting this, doesn't this just give a blank check to all the teams to go, don't worry, we're one of the eight, and then wait for the NFL to decide not to punish them, because that's what the NFL is going to do, because the NFL never holds its team accountable. They do not know, ever. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. All you have to say is eight teams will not have restrictions. Here's the eight. Congratulations yep. to these eight teams. <laughs> and then you'll be you're done. Not releasing, <laughs> and you're not releasing any personal information. That bugged the crap out of me when I read that today. Absolutely bugged the crap out of me, so I had to bring it up. All right, what have you got for me? Um, so I got for you. So the Bears, 
right? They exist. Right. Their coach, Matt Nagy, he said, time is now for the Bears and his offense. Mm -hmm. Is this just him saying in code that if the Bears don't win, he's going to get fired? Yes. (laughs) This is... So was this going to be his fourth season? He was hired in 2018. Three or four. When was his, uh, I'm going to see his coaching record. Nope. He started with the 2018 season. So this is his fourth season. This is his fourth season. Don't forget the first year he got there, they were 12 and four. He's going eight and eight. Yep. 12 and four in 2018. He's gone eight and eight the last two seasons. Okay. He is probably on one of the hottest seats in the league right now. You kicked in the door and won the NFC North in your first year with Jay Cutler, I believe. <laughs> was it? Right? I, I or believe. was he gone then, 2018? Uh, beats the hell out of me. I'm looking to see. Um, I can't find it right now. Let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll do a quick search here. We'll do it live. Jay <laughs> Cutler, pro stats. Jay Cutler was. Nope, he he was last year in, in Chicago was 2016. I stand uh, okay. corrected. I stand corrected. Okay, hold on a second. 2016 Bears. I want the 20. I want uh, was I said 2018 was the first year. Yes. Who was your Who was your quarterback? Was Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky oh, went 11 and three in his him? first year. He might have. He might have. Why does Tariq Cohen have a passing? He I probably one completed pass one pass one or something. He did one one attempt for one yard. Did he get a touchdown? So, nope. <laughs> oh. No wait. Yes. <laughs> he has that. That automatically makes him the the, the <laughs> highest rated passer in history. Every pass he's ever thrown. Actually, if you don't have a minimum number of attempts, he was the highest rated passer that year at a one eighteen. <laughs> that's amazing. That is absolutely that, I, amazing. That, that's probably not the highest in the league, but it's the highest in the Bears. But anyway, okay. Yeah, he's he's on the hot seat. He's absolutely in the hot seat. He's got to produce. He's so is this is you think he has to make it to the playoffs? Yes. Particularly okay. in that division. Particularly in that division. Green Bay, the Aaron Rodgers conundrum continues to drive me nuts. It does. Um, I actually picked up Jordan Love today in the um, Scott Fishbowl because we have Rodgers. Very smart. Like, oh, we, smart move. You know, and, and our contributor, Sean, was like, can we wait another? No. No, I thought to myself, what, how upset am I going to be if I miss out on Jordan Love? And the thought was in my head was missing out on Jordan Love is the difference between it's a, first off, it's a super flex. So I right. need a minimum of three active quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Or three quarterbacks that may come into play. I've got Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. If I miss out on Love, that means I need to roster at least four. Because there's always going to be somebody with a week off. Right. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, now I realistically only have three quarterbacks on my on my thing. And you know what it is? It's that first year of that dynasty league where we drafted Andrew Luck, and then he retired two weeks later, <laughs> all over again. Oh my God! Yeah, remember? We oh, I like remember. Five quarterbacks because we were, because we were just wanting to make sure we were just hedging our bet. And then Andrew Luck retires, and it all went to shit. All of a sudden, Joe Flacco was our number one quarterback. <laughs> yep. Then we have. So, who else did we have? I don't even remember. I know we we had Sam Darnold at one point. Didn't we, we have, have Daniel Aaron Jones too? We might have Daniel Jones now. I think we might have Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Jones now. But anyway, 
So, yeah, so there's probably no hotter seat than Mike Nagy's right now. They have to they have to win nine games this year. They have to win nine games and or make the playoffs and they have to win the playoff games. He's 0-2 as a playoff coach. Mm. They've gone twice in three years. He's lost both times. Not good. Not good. And if they were the if they were the number one seed, if they're not number one seed, but if they were uh, the the NFC uh, North winner in 2018, as I'm reading online here then that means they hosted that playoff game and lost. Who'd they play? Philadelphia. Oh. So that hmm. means you, you, you let Nick Foles, <laughs> who is now supposedly your homeboy, <laughs> march onto your field and beat you at home in the playoffs. That's not very, That's very... That's not good. Um, yeah, it's not, not inspiring, good. honestly. So, all right. Third and final question. We'll make it a quick one because we've yeah. got to get to the QB rankings. Yeah, yeah. Season five upon us. Mm-hmm. One thing you want to accomplish in or outside of football before the end of season five. Go. Wow. That's a deep question. Hmm. In or, in or outside the podcast, you said? Yes. But your time frame revolves around the podcast schedule. So you have like <sighs> about 11 months. <laughs> 11 months, huh? All right. Roughly. So I'll say two. I'll say two. Okay. Okay. One inside the podcast. Maybe this will be the year we actually find a real sponsor. That's what I'm hoping for. Outside okay. the podcast, my goal in life is to lose 25 pounds. That's a good one. That's a good one. You you already know I'm on my weight loss journey, so I'm not going to go that round. My goal this year is for each of us to try a minimum of 15 brand new beers. Brand new. Beers that we have never had on the cast before. Does that mean you're going to try a stout? No. It just means <laughs> i got to find more beers that I want to try. <laughs> but think about it. We've been doing this for four years. We have over 190 episodes. Even though I take off probably two out of every three episodes now for health reasons, that's still over 100 beers. We should easily be able to find yeah. another 15 and a lot that of we beers, haven't tried yet. Yeah, a lot of beers we've had a, like more than twice because, oh, you know, yeah. it's like Road to Ruin, Rosemary's Baby, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, Road. I, if I wish I'd kept a list over all the time. Maybe I'll go back someday and I'll listen to all the beers that we've had. But I, I would imagine Road to Ruin and Rosemary's Baby and Holiday I mean, Ale. It's it's on the site if you want to count it. it but is it complete? Uh, I oh, think you, oh, I have oh, to update the last few weeks. But overall, yes. Maybe I'll go back and do it sometime when I have time. But wait, now is not the time because it is time to talk about our 2021 quarterback rankings. All right. So I sat down all four of our contributors and I said, listen, I need a list of your rankings. And they went, <laughs> don't worry about it. We got it. So what comes for you now is the composite median score with the, the, the median score with a mean as the tiebreaker. Why is a median score? Because with only four contributors, all it takes is one kook who shall remain nameless, <laughs> to throw everything into chaos. Mm-hmm. What I will tell you is that the kooks will answer for their crimes at the round table in about a month. That is where we get to sit down and say to each other, hey, Cinch, why the hell did you rank this guy 22nd when everybody else had him in the top 10? Those okay. conversations will take place. So, But without further ado... Let's jump right into our quarterback rankings for 2021. Number one on our list is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was a consensus number one, except for Craig. (laughs) Craig 
decided to put the number two guy on our list at number one himself personally, and that's Josh Allen. So our median rankings have Mahomes at one and Allen at two, but Craig has them reversed. So let's start there. Craig, why would you take Allen over Mahomes? Okay, so for me, again, this is pure fantasy value. All these should should be based on fantasy points, yes. Right, right. Is that if you take into consideration of what happened to Mahomes and his injury, and now I think... Andy Reid is paranoid of letting Mahomes run. Rushing touchdowns are worth more in fantasy football. Josh Allen rushed for more touchdowns last year. I don't see that changing, and that is why. So, so, so let's let's pull that up really quick. Josh Allen. Uh, how many guys named Josh Allen are in the league? There's Jesus. Uh, two, three. I don't know. I really so don't. So rushing. Where's his rushing numbers? Why can I why can I only find passing numbers for him? <laughs> well, that's not going to help. No, I mean sack percentage. No, that adjusted help yards <laughs> per attempt. I don't need this. I need to know what the hell, man. <laughs> what no, in the quick, holy no, hell? I'm I'm looking at Britt's screen, so that's why I'm chuckling. Okay, eight. Okay, eight rushing touchdowns. Yep. How many did Mahomes have? Did they even let Mahomes run last year? I remember, he loves to do that little thing where he dashes for the cone and then stretches his arm out. I'm sure it pisses people off, too. Rushing touchdowns, he only had two. Ooh, so Craig has a point. So that is that is why. Okay. All right. So we can we will explore that more. I'm not high on Josh Allen this year. I personally got him at number four, but I'm the kook there. So we have Mahomes at one, Allen at two. Kyler Murray at three. Craig was a little further down on Kyler Murray. So was Sean. So we'll probably get into that one a little bit more in depth later. I think that I think Murray, if he hadn't gotten hobbled last year, would have had a real serious breakout year. Yeah. And I don't you've see always any been reason. A, you've always been a Murray fan since he came into the league. You know, I kind of I've watched him carefully. I am the watcher when it comes to Kyler Murray. <laughs> um, I observe, but I never interfere. And I, I, I was, I, I was curious. Last year was the year. I was like, I think this is when he makes the big move, and he really did. I mean, he was the MVP for a, you know, if you end the season after week twelve, he's in the MVP conversation. So, I don't know. I just think he's gonna. I think he's gonna continue to do well. But uh, all right. So okay. that, so we have Murray at three. Go ahead. No, I'm, I was agreeing with you. So yep. Okay. We have Lamar. I, we have Lamar Jackson at four. I actually have Lamar Jackson as high as number two because I think if he can stay healthy, he will be fine. Craig, you have questions about his health, but even you have him in the top four. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, we are all pretty consistent about the top four of Mahomes, Allen, Murray, and Jackson. You already explained to us why you like Josh Allen best of the bunch. Tell me which one of the four concerns you the most. Uh, it would have to be Lamar because. Again, and we go back to running. I think Lamar is has always been run first. And yep. he just like I feel like when he runs, when you watch him play, if the first two guys aren't open, right, he just takes off. And his yeah. run is like his run's not planned. It's like which I guess you know in the NFL that doesn't really you know, you can't plan your run, but yeah. He kind of runs unabashed and just goes at it like he's a running back. And that scares yep. me for a quarterback. 
because one wrong twist move hit, he's he's done. So that's that's, that's what concerns me. That's fair. Also, he that's was fair. there was a video of him playing basketball on concrete against a fan. Not the smartest idea if you're a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I get that you're interacting with people, which is really cool, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I would be a little more cautious than than he was. Yeah, but I I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna have a real solid year. He he only missed one game last year, and it was because he was on the COVID nineteen list. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I feel like I I agree with you. He definitely is a he is he's looking in his mind. It's not so much check down check down crap. I gotta run. It's check down really quick so I can run. Right. And I, I understand that. But I also think he has a coach that likes him to do that. So until he starts to show some sort of concern about his physical status, I think he's going to be okay. And again, the only game he missed was because of COVID-19. And he didn't have COVID-19. He was just on the restricted list, and he couldn't get off of it because he didn't get a a clean test in time. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I will see about that. All right, so let's go into the rest of our our top 10. We've got Dak at number five. Craig is way down on Dak, but we are going to save that for the roundtable episode. Craig will be have to explain himself for Dak, <laughs> and he'll have to explain himself to Sean because Sean has Dak Prescott as high as number three. Ah, uh, I don't. D. That makes you crazy. Oh, I can't. Well, I'm going to unleash the two of you on each other in a way that is, the world has never seen. I am going to go. I'm going to look at Cinch and just make a nod towards the door, and I'm going to go into the the mic and just go, "Hey, Sean." Craig has uh, Craig has Dak Prescott outside the top ten, and you have him at three. And he was like, "Ee!" And then Craig, since I'm going to go get a beer while you guys have some sort of fight, some sort of blood fight over this, because I think that's that's where that's going to go. But we have Dak Prescott at five. Russell Wilson drops all the way to six for us. That is a huge step back for Russ. Why are we down on Russ this week? Actually, you rated Russ lower than anybody on our team. Why? Why are you down on Russ? What concerns you about Russell Wilson? You know, I think that for me it was the drama that happened the off season. Mm. Because if you look at take Aaron Rodgers for example, things just don't like go away. And normally, right. like issues between players and coaches don't just like glaze over. So that's that's well, my concern with Seattle. And let's talk about Pete Carroll's history with that. Pete Carroll was famously flipped off by one of his best defenders as he got carted off the field. There was that. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, he doesn't exact as much as he has throughout his career been known as a player's coach. He's not good. He's not a good negotiator and he's not a good um, reconciliator. You know, once you're on his shit list or once he's decided he doesn't want to deal with you there, it, it's not, it's not good. Right. It's not good. Historically. And that's, again, do I know Pete Carroll? No. Do I have contacts inside the Seattle? No. I'm just telling you as a fan and a commentator what I have seen from a distance. And it's not, it doesn't bode well for repairing relationships. Now, that being said, I do believe Russell Wilson is a very good professional. And I think that unlike what we see what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, and that's why we're still talking about Aaron Rodgers maybe not playing, and no one's talking about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's going to go in there and do the job. And Russell Wilson is going to try and play his way out of Seattle in a positive way. I really think that's what he's going in there. He's going to go in there. He's going to go gang beaters. And then he is going to just try to get out of town. So I think he's going to have a good year. 
on that same note, we just brought up the name Aaron Rodgers. We have him <laughs> composite at seven. We're pretty consistent on this. I've got him at seven. Cinch got him at six. Craig's got him at five, and Sean's got him at eight. So we're right in that middle yeah. clump. Yep. So statistically speaking, when you run a mean versus a median, so just for those who have no idea what I'm, we're talking about, mean is an average, so an average score. Median is the is the centermost denominator between the group. When a distribution is even, the mean and the median are close or equal because the same number of people rate something high as low, it, it averages out. When you have people who rate people really high or really low, but there's only one of them, it can throw off the average. The median is unaffected. So the, the closer, the, the, closer the, the average and the median get in a statistical sample, the more consensus there is. On this particular pick of Aaron Rodgers at seven, our mean and median are exactly even, which says to me every one of us is on the same page here. And that's unusual. That's unusual. You always yeah, it doesn't see a happen a lot. Variance. It doesn't. <laughs> Not outside. Like the, and the deeper into a sample you get, like three of us ranked Patrick Mahomes at number one. Of course, the composite score is going to be close to the median score. The average score is going to be close to the median score because we all put three of us put him at one. Unless unless the one person Craig in this case who put him at two, <laughs> unless Craig puts him at twenty sixth, those numbers are going to be really close. And if Craig put him at twenty sixth, we'd fire him. <laughs> so the fact that Aaron Rodgers. We all have him in this like mid late top 10 spot is kind of telling. My question for you is, do we have Aaron Rodgers this low because of the drama or do we think there's going to be a drop off or is it both? Uh, My gut tells me this ranking is more because of the drama. Like if, if, if this drama didn't happen, he would definitely be in the top eight. Well, he's in the top or eight top, now. Well, in the top five, rather. See, wasn't wasn't he like number two on or number two or number three on a lot of our lists last year? Yeah. Because we always because we thought Mahomes was the only guy who was going to outpoint him. It would be and, so. It my guess it would probably be be Mahomes, Allen, Rogers, yeah, everyone else. Yeah, that's that sounds similar to what I would probably have too. I mean, I have Allen at fours because I'm not high on Allen, but yeah, he would definitely pass some of the names on my list, no question. So number eight, we had a variety of responses. We still didn't have a lot of variants here. Justin Herbert, everybody's really high on Justin Herbert, except for me. And I'm going to tell you why. New coach, and he's a charger. <laughs> there has not been a charger must-own quarterback, in my opinion, since Stan the Man back in the day. Stan I Humphrey, thought you were going to say Ryan ago. Leaf. <laughs> no. Ryan Leaf was never must-own. Even as a rookie, he wasn't must-own. I, I just, the Chargers every year have these great potential players or these great players that, and sometimes they put up great fantasy stats because I know somebody out there is shaking his fist and screaming at me. I'm drawing a complete blank. I can see the guy say, uh, not Marshall Falk, the other, LaDainian Tomlinson. <laughs> Someone is out there shaking their fist going, LaDainian Tomlinson, you no talent hack. I know. <laughs> And yes, Justin Herbert's very talented. I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback yet. You have him as high as number three. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, so for me, from what I saw from last year with what he had to work with on that team, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I just think he has he has that something that quarterbacks have, and hopefully he can just grow on it. 
even though he does have a new coach. So that is my reasoning. So like, for example, like if him and uh, Burrow stay healthy, yeah, like you know, we're definitely in that we're definitely in that time frame in the NFL where like there's a changing of the guard in the uh, NFL for his quarterbacks go. And oh I, yeah, no you know, I think they're definitely right there in the middle of it. Agreed. Agreed. Um and and, and no one was bigger on Justin Herbert last year than Cinch. If you remember Cinch was screaming at us during he our was. dynasty during <laughs> dynasty draft. You guys got to get your hands on Herbert and we did. And when he finally got into the games and it, he was like, yeah, Cinch was completely vindicated, but even Cinch has him at 9. Um, I'm a little, I was a little shocked by that, that Cinch had him that low because Cinch was really big on him. Uh, under the, under the, the heading of people we're not big on at all. Number nine <laughs> is Ryan Tannehill. Um, cause he has Derrick Henry. I love everything about the Tennessee offense, except his quarterback. And yeah, I know people are going to sit there and go, well, what the hell do you want? He threw for fourth. I just, there's something in the back of my mind that just keeps nagging at me and saying, we've done this before. We did this in Miami, not 4,000 yards good, maybe, but big, big year. And Ryan Tannehill is the future. And oh, my God. And the next year he throws for 2,700 yards and a thousand interceptions. It feels like I can't get on the Tannehill train. I just can't. Yeah, so even, even with Julio there, just can't get on, huh? Julio, Julio is a great improvement. And I, 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 I'm shocked to see Julio going later in in drafts and AJ oh, Brown, yeah, he's, I think Julio's dropped significantly. Yeah, I think Julio's going to be, and, and you know what? Part of that's a new town, part of that's a new quarterback, but part of that is also Matt Ryan is better than Ryan Tannehill in my in my book. But we're going to talk about different Matt at number ten, and that's Matt Stafford. I have Stafford at eighth overall. Craig, you have him all the way down at fifteenth because you're kind of worried about the change of scenery. I take it. I think the change of scenery is going to be good for Stafford. His weapons definitely improve. He's not, it's not throwing a Megatron, but Bobby trees and Cooper cup are way better. The uh, Tyler Higby is a much better target. Do you, you still have concerns about Stafford? I do mainly because again, we're switching coaches and I know, you know, there's it, he's a QB guru, blah, 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 blah. It's still, you know, it's still a big adjustment. And I'm slightly worried about his health. So as long as they can keep him upright, then mm-hmm. yes. So let's let's recap the top 10 really quick. We got Mahomes at one, Josh Allen at two, Kyler Murray is three, Lamar Jackson is four, Dak Prescott at five, Russell Wilson at six, and Aaron Rodgers at seven. Justin Herbert comes in at eighth, Ryan Tannehill at ninth, 10 is Matt Stafford, and we go to the next level with Joe Burrow at number 11. I think the only thing I want to say about this is if Joe Burrow can stay upright, he can be effective. And we have every reason to believe that he'll be upright this year, right? Yes, I believe so. You're the Bengals expert. You tell me. No, I believe so, even though everyone's crying about how they drafted a receiver. But no one pays attention to that they hired, you know, they fired their offensive line coach, brought back the guy who was the offensive line coach when Mixon had his rushing, his top rushing year. They got Reef in, so Bobby Hart is gone. Uh, <clears throat> they have number one draft picks across their line. So And so with uh, Jamar Chase there, and actually everyone forgot about that uh, they did pick up Moss from uh, uh, Washington, 
He also used to play with Burrow. So, you know, I think there's a lot of potential here that uh, okay. people are uh, might be surprised about. And now we drop off the fantasy cliff, in my opinion, <laughs> because number 12 is Tom Brady. Listen, Tom Brady, you, he's the GOAT. Yeah, okay. Not fantasy. Brady, <laughs> he wears a lot of rings. He's doing ads for Subway now. I get it. I get it. He won me a title once. <laughs> and when I say won me a title, I picked him up as an injury sub in week 14, and he carried me through my playoffs. He wasn't even with me the whole year. I picked him up once. Okay. He's just not fantasy wise. He's not incredible. But look at the weapons. He never yeah. has been. That's exactly fantasy it. Fantasy wise. Look at the we- look at the weapons. Oh, crazy Godward and Evans and he threw to Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. He threw to Justin Edelman. Mm-hmm. He's always he threw to Ben Coates. He threw to he Aaron. He threw to Hernandez. Chad Johnson. <laughs> he threw Chad Johnson. He threw to Rob Gronkowski. He's always had weapons. He is an excellent game manager. Doesn't make him an excellent fantasy quarterback. I'll let the hate rain down on me later in email. And Moving you know on, what's shocking 13. is Sean has yeah. him ranked the highest. Sean has him at 10. The rest of us, again, composite score and median score very close. 11.25 versus 11.5. He that puts him 12th overall. That, it's not, that's, that's very close. Number 13 is a guy who's not very close. And that's <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Craig did not even rank Jalen Hurts. The rest of us all have him at 12 or 13. So this is a great example. I'm not going to say who is who. I've already outed Craig. But one of us has him <laughs> at 13. The other two of us have him at 12. And Craig has him at 26. In this one, Craig is that one Russian Olympic judge <laughs> where they put the scores up. And you get 10, 9, 8, 4. <laughs> what, why? What, what worries you about Jalen Hurts? Because of the team he's on. To okay. me, the Eagles are the bad news bears of the NFC East. I don't know what the hell the Eagles are doing. I don't know what kind of personality their team has. I just feel like after towards the end of last season, everything got so messy and dramatic. Like, I don't know what the hell the Eagles are. So that is my concern. Okay. One of the guys you are high on, though, is comes at number 14 on our composite, and that's Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Craig is big on Matt Ryan this year. Cinch talked a big game about Matt Ryan and still put him <laughs> at number 15 on his list. And we're going to have a conversation about that because that's all we heard about during our during our Scott Fishbowl fantasy draft planning was, you know who you got to get? Matt Ryan. And we're like, wait, what? And we didn't get Matt Ryan, by the way, but that's beside the not. point. So g- give me 30 seconds or less. Why are you high on Matt Ryan? You have him at seventh overall. <clears throat> because. For me, Matt Ryan is playing for his job, and he they picked up Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan is, whether the Falcons win or lose, Matt Ryan is still going to throw for 300-plus yards at least 10 times next year. He, play, he played from behind virtually every game last year. Mm-hmm. Virtually <laughs> every game. So, all right, number 15, we have Kirk Cousins. Moving on. Number 16, <laughs> we have Carson Wentz. Moving on. We're pretty consistent on Carson Wentz, too. Cinch was the lone guy who was like, I'm not putting Wentz in my top top 15. Um, but, yeah, the, the variance in the composite weren't, weren't terrible there. Um, actually, that's going to be a good discussion because you had Wentz at 11 and Cinch had him at 20. At that point in the roundtable, I'll look at Sean and go, let's go get a beer while you fight with uh, <laughs> Cinch for half an hour. We had, but the most interesting name and the first one I want to – the one I really want to get into, number 17, Trevor Lawrence. 
You and I have him outside the top 15. Both Sean and Cinch do have him in the top 15. That'll be a great discussion for the roundtable, too. But what are your concerns about Trevor Lawrence? Uh, my concern, again, going back to Jalen Hurts, it's the team he's on. He's a rookie. Jacksonville is not spectacular. And I really don't know how long Urban Meyer is going to last in the NFL. I think that's exactly where I'm at too. I'm not. I don't. You know, Trevor Lawrence is an amazing talent, but this year, I I don't know. (laughs) And number eighteen, I'll take it just in the eighteen. The most consistent pick across our board (laughs) is Baker Mayfield. Everyone has him at eighteen, except for me. I have him at seventeen. And uh, where is my eighteen? Oh, my eighteen. Oh, my eighteen is going to piss off Sitch. That's right. I forgot who I put at eighteen. Um. I have Baker at 17. Everybody else has him at 18. The guy's got weapons. The guy's got opportunity. The question, and he did a decent job last year. Not the job we thought he was going to do. I think we had him around 10 last year. Mm -hmm. We just got to wait and see. Don't be shocked if Baker Mayfield breaks through, but I'm not going to count on it. Number 19 is Derek Carr because everyone's on crack except for me. Um, I have Derek Carr at 25th. Uh, Craig and Cinch have him at 17 and 19, respectively, and Sean has him at 22. So, you know, I, I think Derek Carr's time has passed. But number 20 is interesting. We all had this guy, except for Sean, in the, at around the 20 spot, and that's Justin Fields. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm basing everything I know of Justin Fields off of what other people are saying. That's fair. Like, uh, this kid, was he a rookie, right? He's he's a, he's a rookie in, in Chicago. Yes. Is he going to start? Uh, probably. I mean, we just talked about uh, Matt Nagy having to win, so maybe. Chicago Bears depth chart. If I were ESPN and I were putting up a depth <laughs> chart for the Chicago Bears, they've got Dalton listed as the starter. I mean, Dalton's going to start the year, and then depending how they do, how they do, they'll put Fields in. And you know what's crazy is that Nick Foles, the winner of the Super Bowl, is third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know whose stock has been on the rise, and and I I'm 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 in, I'm curious, but I'm not insane with it is Darnell Mooney. Really? We need to talk about Darnell Mooney at some point because all of a sudden he's getting a lot of talk as the number two out there. And I'm not quite sold on it yet. I I had him last year and he had flashes of brilliance. I'm not sold on it yet. All right. So Justin Fields at 20, that'll be an in-depth discussion too. Number 21 is unremarkable. Actually, before we get there. So our, 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 our 11 through 20 is Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield at 18, Derek Carr at 19, and Justin Fields at 20. Craig, 30 seconds or less, you got to pick one of these guys to be your number one. Who are you going with? Go ahead and tell me why it's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. (laughs) Period. The end. (laughs) If I have to take one of these guys, if you told me I had to take a flyer on one of these guys, even though I have him ranked at 16th, it's probably Matt Ryan. Cinches in my head on this. And Carson Wentz, I think both of them have the potential to be top 10 this year. Do I think they will be? No. Do they have the potential to be? Will I be shocked if Carson Wentz ends up as like a top five QB in the league in fantasy football? No. All right, let's get through the rest of our list really quick. Believe it or not, we're almost out of time. Sad. Number 21 is Ben Roethlisberger. Eh. Eh. 
22 is Tua Tagliavia. I yeah. can never say his name right. Number 23 is the guy Cinch is going to punch me in the face about. That's Daniel Jones. Number 24 is the guy we always try to punch Craig in the face over, which is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Every time Ryan Fitzpatrick throws a touchdown, we get memes. So I'm just saying. Number 25 is Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. you're. A, I don't know what to tell you. You're a Jet. So that means you're one spot better than the former Jet, which is Sam Darnold at 26. Jimmy Garoppolo sneaks in at number 27. Why? Because Cinch has faith in him. <laughs> wow. Do we all him the- rank him the same except Cinch? No, 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 no. So you only the top 25 get ranked. If you don't rank somebody or they're ranked outside your top 25, then the oh, okay. score is 26. Gotcha, gotcha. So you see 20, because Craig's looking at the sheet and he sees, oh, wow, a 26 from Britt, a 26 from Craig, <laughs> and a 26 from Sean. No, that doesn't mean we all had him at 26. That means he was outside our top 25. <laughs> That's to keep true outliers from throwing things off and to keep Cinch at number 17 from throwing him into like the top 15 quarterbacks by accident. Fair. Number 28, we've got Jared Goff. Rest in peace, Jared Goff out in Detroit. Pretty much where <laughs> careers go to die. And then 29, for reasons I'll never understand, because Sean put him on the list, we have Jameis Winston. <laughs> so, really quickly. So, we just went over, just rapidly th- flew through our last our last nine people, which were uh, Roethlisberger, Tua, Daniel Jones, Fitzmagic, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, and Jameis Winston. Same question. Who's the one guy on that list you'd be willing to take a flyer on if you had to? Fitzpatrick. Oh, that's so predictable. <laughs> All right. If, answer, if I had a pick, okay. Besides the predictable. Right. Outside of Fitzpatrick, I would take yeah. Darnold. Okay. I think Darnold has a chance to bounce back. And you did. You had Darnold higher ranked. Uh, the obvious answer for me is Daniel Jones because I've been. I was tooting the Daniel Jones horn last year, too. And then Saquon Barkley went down, which is my convenient excuse to sit there and go, it doesn't count. Um, but he wasn't good. I thought Daniel Jones was, and actually when Saquon went down, my first thought was, this is what Jones needed because now Jones is the show. But when Jones became the show, it wasn't a very good show and it should have been canceled after its fourth episode. So I'm going to skip Daniel Jones. I'm saying the one guy in this list I'm intrigued by, I'm torn between Garoppolo and Zach Wilson. Mm, The bottom line is fair. Zach Wilson is still a jet. And when you're a jet, you're not a jet for life. And if you are a jet for life, your career is short lived. <laughs> so I don't have a whole lot of faith there. So, all right, really quick. I'm just going to recap the list one okay. more time for those who are at home. And then we're going to get the final thoughts. We got Patrick Mahomes at one, Josh Allen at two, Kyler Murray at three, Lamar Jackson is number four. And Dak Prescott rounds out the top five. Russell Wilson is our six. Aaron Rodgers is seventh, followed by Justin Herbert. Ryan Tannehill and Matt Stafford at number 10. Joe Burrow starts out at number 11. Number 12 is Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Matt Ryan, and then Kirk Cousins at number 15. Carson Wentz at 16, followed by Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield. Derek Carr is number 19, and Justin Fields comes in at number 20. 21 is Ben Roethlisberger. 22 is Tua Tagliavoa. Can never say his name right. Number three is Dan, 23 is Daniel Jones. 24 is Ryan Fitzpatrick. 25 is Zach Wilson. Sam Darnold is 26. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, and Jameis Winston finishes our rankings at number 29. One last question before we get to final thoughts. Yeah. Three rookies on this list. You got mm-hmm. Lawrence, Fields, and Wilson, right? Did I miss anybody? Um, that's it. That's the three that nope, made our that's list. It. That's it. You 
You got to take one. Which one do you want? Redraft. Uh, Not talking dynasty. Redraft. So redraft. Just drafting for this uh, year. Which one are you grabbing? Fields. I'm going to go with Lawrence just because we know he's going to start. Fair. That's a fair assessment. That's really all it is. I mean, it's Lawrence or Wilson in my head. because I, I like Justin Fields. If you're asking me dynasty, I'm probably saying Justin Fields. I'll say okay. Justin Fields if it's dynasty. But if it's one year, it's probably Trevor Lawrence. So thoughts on our quarterback rankings, Craig? What are you really quick? What do you think? I think thoughts it's a pretty good our, list. Thoughts on our rankings? I think this is a pretty good list. Yeah, a pretty good list. Um, yeah, there's a few outliers, but you know what? If we all four of us agree with each other all the time, this would be a boring podcast. So that's right. The round table would be boring as F. <laughs> and and oh, and the beer will flow. Craig and I, are, and I, I haven't formally discussed this with Craig, but I think we both have the same idea in our head that after almost two years, a year and a half, really, hmm. um, of remote recording, the count roundtables might be the perfect opportunity for us to get everybody in the same room. It might be. We'll have to figure it out. We'll have but to yes. figure it out. It's been it's been two full seasons. Since we had everybody screaming at each other in the same room. <laughs> With Sean not looking at the microphone. <laughs> I still have that video of him when we said, is everybody ready? And he was like, yeah. Everybody goes, yeah. And then he picked up his phone and started texting somebody. I went, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm like, you're still texting. <laughs> Put the fucking phone down, son. Right, anyway, uh... final thoughts. Craig, what do you got for me this week? Final thoughts. I just want to say thank you for coming along with us on this wild podcast ride that we've been doing. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to go a different direction just because Craig did such a great job. thanking everybody there. First of all, I'm going to say hi, Deb, before he has a chance to snipe me at the end of the <laughs> podcast with it. Um, we lost for those of those of you who know us. Uh, Craig and I were were into wrestling in our youth and and watch it passively now, and we lost uh, a guy from our youth this this week at seventy one years old. Poor Paul Orndorff, who is known as Mister Wonderful, yeah. Mister Wonderful, <laughs> Mister Wonderful Paul Orndorff mm-hmm. passed away. He was an and the people who came out just to like say yeah this was a, a great guy and a you know wrestling is performance and the if the people if i've always said the bit the best praise you can get is from the people around you it doesn't make a difference if the fans love you if you're a jerk by, backstage and everything but everybody seemed to love working with paul orndorff and uh that that's kind of a, a telling thing i go back to the day that you and i had lunch with a legend with rick flair mm-hmm. and the question i chose to ask rick flair was what was the one guy you loved to work with in, because, I mean, he worked with hundreds of different wrestlers, and he did not hesitate for a moment and said, Ricky Steamboat. Yep. And he was like, he said, he said, he said, on stage, I felt like I was married to him for so long, and <laughs> I loved working with him. But he didn't hesitate. There's those guys that, in every field, you remember, and it sounds like Paul Orndorff was one of them, because everybody that's, you know, Hulk Hogan went on Twitter and started talking about it. The Iron Sheik is on Twitter talking about it. All these guys who are, are famous 80s wrestlers were really upset to hear of his passing. And I think that that says something about a person. So my final yeah. thought is rest in peace, Paul Orndorff. 71, yep. let a long 71. life. And you know, quick, you know, quick fact. He yeah. was drafted by the Saints in 1973. No shit. Yep. He was a college football player. So many of them were. 
Mm -hmm. So many of them were. So, guys, thank you for joining us on our first episode of Season 5. We will be back next week with our running back rankings. So Craig and I will join you for the running back rankings, then uh, wide receiver, and then our tight end kicker defense spectacular. That is an episode never to be missed. If I went back and pulled down our download numbers from the history of the podcast, (laughs) every tight end defense kicker spectacular is in the bottom three (laughs) of our total downloads. Nobody cares about it, but we still do it to make sure. We do it. The 16 people who give a shit about our kicker rankings here are kicker rankings. And by the way, spoiler alert, there are no kicker rankings. It's mostly talking about tight ends and little defenses. It is. But. Just so you know, next couple weeks, that's what we're going to do. We're going to break down our rankings, and then we're going to bring the roundtable. The roundtable is where I chain smoke and drink and try to herd (laughs) cats as since Sean and Craig scream at each other as to why they're wrong with their rankings. It is not Uh... to be missed. So please join us then when we come back. Uh, In the meantime, leave us a review. Always asking for reviews. Wherever you listen to us, we are on so many platforms that I've decided in season five, I'm no longer going to try and list them. We are on every platform you can possibly imagine. Reach out to us. We are on Twitter. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. Uh, If you don't do the Twitter machine, that's fine. Go on the Facebooks, as the kid likes to say. And we are the Football Fignuts podcast on Facebook. You think Facebook is the tool of the devil? No problem. You can reach (laughs) out to us. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com on email. If you don't do anything with a computer, I'm not sure how you're listening to us. Because technically a phone's a computer, so you're listening to us through that at least. So there is a way for you to reach out. Please reach out. We love to hear from folks who listen. So with that, we will close our QB rankings for the for the 2021 season. Um, please feel free to send us some feedback in any of the ways I just described, and we will get ready and start working on our running back feed uh, running back feed for next week. Uh, until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig, and we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.